0: The message of the world today is, I am what I feel, desire, and am attracted to. So are we merely what we crave? Do we have to give in to every urge, appetite, and attraction? Do we have to give in to every urge to eat, drink, speak, spend our time a certain way? Is that who we are? Let's see what the Bible says about that.
1: to our podcast. So glad that you clicked on this video. If you would, go ahead and like, and subscribe to our channel. Every Wednesday morning, we have podcasts coming out. Uh, and if you have any questions or thoughts about this podcast, go ahead and comment. Then we'd love to hear what you have to say.
0: Yeah. All right. So uh, as usual, we attempt to tackle um, the real issues of life mm-hmm. uh, with what the Bible has to say. So today we're taking on the question, can God change my urges, appetites, and attractions? And that because, is, yeah, it's just,
1: <laughs> yeah. just quickly, that is like the question of the culture, the question of every Christian yeah. <clears throat> of you look around and you see everything that's going on mm-hmm. and you say, a lot of people say, eh, this world needs Jesus. That's true. Mm-hmm. And then some people come down to this question though, can God really change that in someone? Are people really yeah. born that way? What's going yeah. on there?
0: That is the question and that is the issue is um is someone born a certain way and yeah. that's how they're destined to be Yeah. um can God change that? Does God change that? Mm-hmm. Um is that how he works or did he create them that way and that's just the way they're supposed to be? Yeah. So it's a big question. It it's it is worth an answer mm-hmm. and the Bible has an answer for that. So um we start with Of course, the world's philosophy today is where we're going to begin this whole Uh idea. And that message is uh, one that says um, your identity is based on whatever urge, appetite, or attraction you feel. So if you want to know who you are, don't look at anything else except the way you feel. Whatever urge, attraction, or appetite you have, that is what you are so; therefore, that is your identity. And man, this shapes everything. Mm-hmm. This, this shapes uh, mental health, emotional yeah. health, lifestyle choices. Uh, it affects law, politics, mm. parenting, marriage, and the church today. Yes, so th- th- those questions must be answered because, again, the message of the world says you are what you are attracted to, yeah. you are what you have an urge for, you mm-hmm. are what your appetite is, and that can't be changed, yeah, the world would say. Exactly. That that is in that's fact- That's just
1: how God has made you.
0: Yeah, that you were born this way, uh-huh. this is your design, this is your destiny, and if you'll just give in to that, then you'll then finally- you'll, Yeah,
1: then you'll really feel fulfilled. Right. That's, that's kind of what
0: the yeah. idea is. And, and the same, <clears throat> at the same time, the, the message that goes with this is that, Yes, God made me this way. And then the Bible is outdated. Mm -hmm. Therefore, when it speaks to matters of it, my urge is more important than the Bible. Yeah. Urge Trumps Bible in that moment. So when in that scenario, in that philosophy, your appetites and urge are greater than all things. Yep. And of course, this has implications into every part of life. This yeah. impacts parenting because now we find a new generation of parents who are even choosing to not give their child the gender name or role that they are born with, but yeah. waiting to see what interest the child has mm-hmm. because, again, and, urge yeah. trumps yeah. physical design. Yeah.
1: Your interest <clears throat> equals your identity.
0: Yes, Right. Yeah, it's backwards, by the way. Yeah. We'll talk about that. Uh, so they're letting they're letting them decide who they are. We're going to watch what mm-hmm. they play with, watch what their interests are, watch what they like, then let them choose. Uh, this impacts education. So now we have a, a culture today in which they want to not use, at least in some forms of education, not use gender titles of boy and girl, man mm-hmm. and woman. They want to use whatever pronoun that the child chooses. Yeah. Um, and even leave parents out of that discussion. Uh, they want to make restrooms gender, gender neutral. They want to make all sports opportunities available to all gender identities. And of course, this affects culture as well. So yeah. now um, all LGBTQ plus and more are seen as healthy manifestations of a person's identity and worth. And we are asked to accept and promote uh, even the transgender lifestyle, even yeah. in, as they put themselves in front of children to promote that lifestyle. This affects government and politics as laws are designed with equity um, given toward those who are from um, those type of lifestyles. Yeah. They have more favor where businesses yeah. are giving more favor to those who mm-hmm. are from LGBTQ plus lifestyles. And then yeah. just recently, there's a, another dimension being added to this. Just when you thought, okay, there couldn't be more letters mm-hmm. added to the list here. there's LGBTQ plus and then the new one. 2S. Okay, 2S. And then you were telling me that in some places the 2S is actually at the front yes. of the list just, now. just
1: recently in Canada, there was discussion about a bill that's being passed and on the podium it says 2SLGBTQI LGBTQI
0: plus, and the 2S stands for two spirit. Mm. It's a So in that, two Spirit there's the, the message is that you could be born with a male spirit and a female spirit within you. Mm-hmm. And so then you have all of the variations of that. So again, mm-hmm. now you have all of these social cultural changes happening yeah. based on this belief that whatever urge, appetite or attraction you have, this yeah. is what determines your identity. Exactly, yes.
1: You're, you're born this way, your urge... Mm-hmm determines your identity, your Mm -hmm. attraction, your pull. Mm -hmm. Let's let the child decide who they are rather than a parent equipping a child to say, Mm -hmm. here's who you are, here's who you've been made to be. Uh, You can, in this idea, you can refute God's design and be who you want to be, change who you were born as. Uh, You don't really, the the thing is you don't really get to say, but your urge gets Mm -hmm. to say everything. Even if you may have You may understand this is weird. I don't understand this, but a parent may be saying, no, you follow your urge Mm. more than you follow the truth, right? And therefore, because of all that stuff, you are your urges, your attractions, your past failures, your hurts, your Mm -hmm. abuses. You are literally just a product of that. And that's who your identity is.
0: And it's such a a sizable shift happening here because what's happening is then a shift away from just objective truth, Yes. Fact, truth that you can see. And that's being tossed aside Mm -hmm. for the subjective, Mm -hmm. experiential feeling of the moment. There is no more fixed reality. Exactly. Reality is only in what your perception, desire, urge is. That is the greater reality. Yes. And so, uh, therefore, laws change, definitions change, uh, situations change, all based on. Mm-hmm. the desire, the urge yeah. of the person.
1: And whenever that stands in place, uh, and you then again become a product of just only things that you have experienced mm-hmm. or things that you have a desire to experience, that's all that you become. Mm-hmm. And whenever that's the case, you you can't recover, truly. You can't change from that because that's that's who you are. Your yeah. feelings are who you are, right? You can't right. escape that. And and then the other thing is, you know, your condition, like you have a, a label now. And then mm-hmm. if your if you have a struggle with your urges and all this stuff, you can get medicated to where your physical follows what your internal urge is, what right. your flesh desires. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, you have a legislation to protect what those urges are. And yeah. even more so, you know, the the culture today is rewarding those mm. who I don't even know how to say it really, well, they, but who they,
0: follow their urges? Yeah, they know? they claim oppressive situations. Yes. They yes. claim I am... Um, Anything I am, but a white, cisgendered, right.
1: able body mm-hmm. working, mm-hmm. especially male, right. Christian, yeah. you name it, all that stuff. If you're the opposite of all those things, you have... Uh, different intersections and then you're more oppressed so you're given more opportunity in other areas. You know, right. people claim, oh, trans people are so oppressed. However, if you're trans, you're way more likely to get into Harvard than you are if you're a <clears throat> white, cisgendered, able-bodied male who's, yeah, you know, true. a Christian, yeah. all these things. That's true. Because, No, we want to look diverse. So we will allow all of these people. You see that in Harvard, you see that with sponsorships that Mm -hmm. are just coming out. All these people are, Mm -hmm. there are companies that are sponsoring people who are gay, lesbian, bi, uh, trans, two spirit, you name it. Mm -hmm. They are getting benefits because they are choosing to live totally in the culture and live totally by their urges where someone who says, I'm um, not my urges. Mm-hmm. They really don't get all the benefits that
0: those people do. That's true. It's true. So here's, the, again, this is now one of the primary leading views in the, in the culture that says, you are what your urges tell you. Mm-hmm. Now, in contrast to that is the message of the gospel mm-hmm. that says, Wherever you've been, whatever you've walked through, whatever pain you suffered, mm-hmm. whatever failures you have made of your life, mm-hmm. you can be made new by Jesus Christ. You can mm-hmm. start over. You can be born again—not just start over to repeat, but start over no, as a new, as new, a new person, exactly, a new a creation new identity. As we'll talk about a little bit more, of course, uh, the scripture. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish, you should not Mm -hmm. continue on the path of destruction and end up separated in eternity from God, but have everlasting life, not just in eternity, but now. So there's this message that says, in spite of what you've been, you can be something new. You can become a new person in Jesus Christ. So that is the message of the gospel in short. But now... It gets murky because um, this cultural message of your identity comes from your urges is being mixed in with Christianity. And so you find some churches and uh, groups within Christianity with a message that says, um, yes, in your lifestyle choice, mm-hmm. in your pain, in your past defeat, in your weaknesses. Uh, the gospel accepts you as you are the gospel affirms you Jesus meets you there and he affirms you in your place and so that's confusing that's problematic that's that's mixing truth with error because mm-hmm. here's the thing Jesus is compassionate mm-hmm. Jesus is merciful Jesus is gracious and Jesus is kind and Jesus had followers who were from broken lives, who were hurting, were incomplete. But what you do not find in the gospels anywhere is Jesus meeting with people in need of healing, yeah. Jesus in meeting with people who were struggling with strongholds, uh, Jesus meeting with people who um, were overcome with evil. You don't see him meeting with them and saying, I affirm you <laughs> in your pain. I sit yeah. with you in your confusion. I'm here for you. I support you. I yeah. celebrate you. I yeah. welcome you and your multiple husbands. Mm-hmm. I welcome you and your multiple spirits. Mm-hmm. Come and be with me. I I I walk and I hurt with you. You don't find that anywhere in the gospels. Instead, yeah. you find Jesus saying, I've come to set the captives free. I've come to heal those who are without hope and who are blind and who are in need of redemption. Yeah. So you look at all of that and you think, okay, well, which one is the gospel? Which one is it? What yeah, are we supposed to do exactly. with this message today? One that bumps up against the cultural norm. And that's mm-hmm. a very important question. Yes. We have to answer this because this applies to obviously to sexual urges and attraction. Yes, it applies in that situation. But it also applies when it comes to the subject of anger and rage and revenge. Am I... Simply an angry person? Do I lean into that because that is my birthright? That is who I am. That's Mm -hmm. the lineage I came from. That's how I was raised. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the nation I came from, whatever. Mm -hmm. Is that who you are? Uh, This applies to feelings of anxiety and depression and fear. Just because you feel those things, is that you? Do you you Mm -hmm. get a label because of that Mm -hmm. that forever brands you as that? Are you simply the product of your urges and attractions and, and appetites? This applies when it comes to uh, hopelessness and desperation and depression. Are you forever labeled as that? Do you get that tag? Then do you get that medication? Do you forever live in that and never able to escape that brand, that identity? Because this is who you are. This is the message that's being promoted today. But this applies on over in some other areas too. This applies over into the realm of alcohol and substances. Um, mm-hmm. Am I simply an, an addictive personality? Yeah. Am I simply one who, who has exactly. to have those experiences? This yeah. is just who I am. Is this your identity? Is, do I just lean into this? Uh, even let's just get on real relevant and up close, to everybody. Mm-hmm. It applies to the subject of food. Am mm-hmm. I simply the one to have to follow my appetites? Every time I have an urge, or an attraction to a certain food? Do I just go for it? Am I simply a slave to my appetites? That's a big question. The truth Mm -hmm. answers all of these. We have to answer this. Am I the product of my urges and nothing more? Is this all I am? Yeah. Are my urges actually in charge? Do Mm -hmm. I have to listen to them uh, regardless of what they are? So,
1: yeah, I mean- (laughs) Exactly.
0: So uh, let's see what the Bible has to say about this. That's our yep. standard tagline here. Mm-hmm. So um, let's go down this path here and we're gonna we're gonna start with some truths and we're gonna build upon them as we do each time looking to scripture uh, and, uh, and make this application to real life. So let's start with a truth that we know for sure that we are, every man is born, every man, woman, child is born with a, a natural set of desires, urges, and appetites. Yes. You're born with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Bible calls that nature, that um, spirit within you at that point, the flesh. Mm-hmm. And it says that that flesh is naturally sinful. You didn't have to go to school to learn it. Mm-hmm. It came with the package. We are born in it. David yeah. uh, in the Psalms says, I was brought forth in iniquity. He wasn't, yeah. it wasn't trying to throw his mom under the bus yeah. in that moment. He yeah. was saying, this is this is true for every person. The New Testament confirms that for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We have mm-hmm. all sinned uh, because we're sinners by nature. And then uh, Jesus would say in, in Mark 7, 21, he would say that here's here's where everything comes from. Here's where all the pain in the world, here's where all of the uh, offenses in the world, all the tragedy in the world, here's where it comes from. For from within, out of the heart of men, yeah. proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, mm. thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lewdness, and an evil eye. Blasphemy, pride, foolishness, all these all these evil things, Jesus said, come from within yes. and defile a man. Yeah. Okay, so we've got to take in a big point here. If we're gonna hold to the Bible as true, then we begin with this idea. That we are all born with an identity that is rooted in selfishness and sin. It's an important yeah. concept to not just concept of important truth to exactly. recognize. Yeah, that my natural desire is to protect myself, uh, feed myself, yeah, uh, find pleasure for myself, and I don't want to be told what to do.
1: Exactly. Yeah, and and that's passed down mm-hmm. again through the through the bloodline of sin. Because through Adam, sin entered the world. Yes. And from his descendants, there's sin in your blood. Mm-hmm. Again, like you're saying, it's <clears throat> this is not something, oh, eventually you were taught this by someone else. But no, from the get-go, from mm-hmm. before you, there was sin in your mm-hmm. bloodline, you know? So mm-hmm. uh, that is, that. it's, it's natural. So mm-hmm. yes, you could say you were born that way.
0: Yeah. But- mm-hmm.
1: Again, yep. like it says, to enter the kingdom, you must be reborn. Yeah, you know.
0: So, in one sense, it's true. We are born with a nature that is bent toward sin. Mm-hmm. It, it naturally leans that way. Yeah, it naturally leans toward God not being the one in heaven, but God being right here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I will decide for myself yeah. what is right exactly. and what is wrong.
1: So it's like, were you born an addict? Is that because of because you mm-hmm. were born that way? Well. You were born a sinner. Yeah. You weren't born righteous. Was right. was someone born gay? Well, they may have they may have that tendency, but that doesn't mean that's who they have to be. Correct. Doesn't mean that's who they are. <laughs> they yeah. were born in sin. Yes, everyone mm-hmm. was. Were you born as someone who is mm-hmm. you know gluttonous? Maybe because you were born in sin. But you, no one was born righteous. No one is born apart from the flesh, besides Jesus, right? Right.
0: Exactly. Yeah, and uh, you know, I get to hear people talk about their faith, and and I hear Mm -hmm. some people say, "Well, I've always been a Christian." Well, I I think I might know what you're talking Mm -hmm. about. Maybe from Mm -hmm. an early age, you remember going to church all the time. Maybe your family you grew up in church, grew up in a Christian home. I get all that. Um, we are all born separated from God. We're all born in need of redemption. So there is a way that is in the world today that is very natural to the human experience. And that is the way of selfish sin. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jesus wrote about it or talked about it. The apostle Paul wrote about it in Philippians 3. Uh, verse 18 and 19, he says, For many walk, of whom I told you often, and now tell you even weeping, mm-hmm. that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction. And here's the important part: whose God is their belly. Yeah, their wow. urge. So they their appetite. elevate yeah. their desires to the place mm-hmm. of deity. Yeah. Whatever. I desire is what I follow, I bow to it, I yield to it, I honor it, I protect it, mm-hmm. I serve it, I give to it, whose god is their belly and whose glory is their shame, who set their yeah. mind on earthly things. So we are born with mm. <laughs> our belly <laughs> leading. Yeah. Not just our appetite for food, but yeah. appetites for everything. It, it's it's the child saying, "Give me that. I want that. That's mine." Mm-hmm. It, you're born that way. Now, the more that is fed and nourished Mm -hmm. and leaned into, you can get to the place of being a glutton and being Mm -hmm. an addict. But we are all born with a natural set of desires, appetites, and attractions that are apart from God. So we start there. Number two, the end of that way of living ends in destruction. If you live for yourself, if you live to promote yourself, protect yourself, pleasure for yourself, you will end up destroying your life. Mm -hmm. Uh, No one ever said, man, they're always such a good person. They always sacrifice. They always serve. They always gave themselves away to others. They're always so humble and so Mm -hmm. kind. And they just made a wreck of themselves. That's not what happens. Yeah, exactly. But the other we all know is true. You know, the, the person, the friend we knew, the family member who lived for themselves, denied, what everybody else had to say about, you know, in counsel to them, rejected God, rejected being a part of faith. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that we all know. They, they walk with their God as their belly and they walk in destruction. Yep. And, and it's tragic. Um, Romans 8, 6 through 8 says, for to be carnally minded, just to set your mind on the natural, is death. But to yeah. be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind, the one who lives with their thoughts set on their belly is their God, is enmity against God or in opposition to God. For it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then those who are in the flesh cannot please God.
1: Yeah, and I will say this, it's easy at this point and to read all that, To say, yeah, that's about that transgendered, that gay person, that person who's obviously living 100% in sin and opposition, totally denies the faith, all that stuff. Yes, that that way will end in destruction as well. But still, this also applies to the Christian who is just following still every urge. You may still go to church every Sunday. You may be in Bible studies. You may be having great friends, great conversations, all that stuff. But it's still possible to elevate your appetites and your urges to this status of that's in control. Mm -hmm. That's in control of me. And that will lead to destruction
0: in your life. It will. It leads to um, emotional unhealth, (laughs) Mm dis-ease. It leads to mental dis-ease. It leads to a perspective on life that is um, dis-eased and and even physical dis-ease. It's the product of that. The Bible said that would happen, and it mm-hmm. does. And we all know the stories of that, either at times in our own life or in those that we know. And perhaps the most, one of the most devastating parts is that it makes you a slave to those things. Yes. You end up with your belly truly as God.
1: Exactly. No one
0: sets out in life to do that necessarily, no. but soon enough, it takes over, and it it's a very demanding God it is relentless Mm -hmm. and it will scream at you. Mm -hmm. uh, Feed me, literally, Mm -hmm. feed me, give me drink, give me my way, don't discomfort Mm -hmm. me, don't insult me, don't take advantage of me, give me my things. Yeah.
1: Let me scroll as long as I want with no consequence. Let me me eat whatever I want, Mm -hmm. drink however much I want, all this stuff, let me me just over indulge everything Mm -hmm. to where I can maybe be satisfied.
0: Yeah, so Romans six sixteen says, don't you know that when you offer yourselves to someone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one you obey? Whether you are slaves to sin, which leads to death, or to obedience, which leads to righteousness. So again, yeah. when you choose the path of making your urges and appetites and attractions God, <clears throat> there will be a path of destruction that follows.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It might not happen immediately, it might take time, yeah. but the destruction will happen. Yep. You might be able to delay it <clears throat> with some medication. yeah. You might be able to delay it with surrounding yourself with other people like you, mm-hmm. but the destruction will come. The dis-ease will follow. Yep. Now, number three, the more that someone makes agreements with yes. the urges, appetites, and attractions the more they become blind to truth. Mm-hmm. So the more you feel it, whichever it yeah. is, whether it's food, alcohol, scrolling, yeah. or a sexual attraction, yeah. the more you lean into that, the more you'll find yourself blinded mm-hmm. to there being any other way, yeah. especially the truth.
1: For sure. So describe agreements uh, just a little bit, again, just to... Further narrow down this point, You said the more we agree with the urges, appetites, and attractions,
0: the more we come blind to it. Yeah. So good good, good point here because we all have opportunities in our day to agree with some things and we Mm -hmm. do it all day long in our mind. We have conversations internally about things that are said to us, done to us, things we think. And so we can think uh, a thought and then we choose. Mm -hmm. Is that true about me? Or is it not? I'm either going to agree with it or I'm not. Mm-hmm. So in the case of the the world's philosophy, the world says, hey, you've got that attraction to that person. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, you'll either make an agreement of, yeah. yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Their, their second message is, this is actually who you are. Yeah. This is your identity. Now, if you agree with that, then you will go down that path. But if you disagree with that, you have the opportunity to stop and silence and squelch that voice. We do that all day long with messages that are inside yep. our mind and our heart, the message yep. that the world gives us. But if you if you agree, you make an agreement, mm-hmm. you sign the contract, every yeah. time your your appetites and urges and attractions yeah. say, Hey, do this. Yeah. If you agree with it, you will slowly become more blind. To the fact that you are becoming a slave.
1: Yeah, it's. I mean, just recently mm-hmm. I've been doing a, a lot more thinking and reading on kind of like the idea of being addicted to your phone, addicted to screen time, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And again, if every single time you have the urge to, I, I need to pull out my phone, check my phone. I need to pull out my phone, scroll just mm-hmm. a little bit. I'm a little bored. I'm going to check with this. I'm mm-hmm. I'm going to listen to music real quick because it's it's quiet. Yep. If you do that mm-hmm. every single time, mm-hmm. it's just. Agree, agree, agree. I have an urge, done. I have an urge, done. I have an urge, done. And it's not initially bad if you're like, oh, I'm going to check my phone. Okay, cool. That's fine. But if it comes to a point where it's, I need to check my phone and you try to say no. (laughs) And you're like, uh, I don't know what to do anymore. Or you're sitting in your car and you're like, I need music because it's quiet in here. Right, right. Then it's like, hey, maybe it's time to start saying no to some urges, you know. <laughs> and just re- I've been trying to develop that habit where it's like, yep. I need to check my phone. No, yeah, I'm gonna just stop for a little bit. Yeah, that's good. And try to sit in some silence. Yeah, try to not check my phone, even though I hear it go off. I'm gonna
0: say. Yep. No. Yeah. Oh, wait. And yeah. so, what we like to do as Christians is say, "Yeah, those phones—they're of the devil," you know. Exactly. Exactly. You know, <laughs> exactly. Well, you know no. it's not really the the phone exactly. At that point. Exactly. The point is, you you're giving over your appetite to that. Yeah. Let's change. Let's change yes. the equation. Let's say it's food, snack food for me. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm at home, and ah, I feel an urge for some chips. Yeah. I go get some chips, eat that. I feel an urge for a candy bar. If I I just give into that all day long, yet say, well, you you need to get rid of food in your life. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that's ridiculous. No, but what's happening is whether it's a phone, whether it's food, Uh whether it's screen time, whether it's TV, whether it's Mm -hmm. anger issue, Mm -hmm. whether it's alcohol, whatever it is, the fact that you are obeying (laughs) the urge. You are letting it become God in that exactly, moment. Exactly, yeah. And it will yes. take you down a path. Yeah. And the more you agree with it, the more you'll become blind to it and say, yep. no, I'm not. Exactly. I'm not a slave to that. Exactly. I mean, have you ever heard this? I'm not an alcoholic. I'm not addicted to drugs. <laughs> I don't have that problem. Uh-huh. It's because the more you agree with it, the more you become blind to it and yep. the more difficult it is to yes. ever escape from it because exactly. the God... Of the belly, you just keep like you, feeding
1: that thing. You doesn't know? like you to
0: know. Yeah, exactly. It wants to keep you uh, a slave. Exactly. So, all right. So that that's number three. Yeah. Um, that the more we agree, the more we come blind to truth. Here's the here's the the, the verse with this. Second Corinthians four verse four. Don't you know that when you offer yourselves to someone as a did I read this already? I don't know. I say read it again. I don't think you, you did. know what. That's the wrong verse. That's Romans six oh, sixteen. Yeah, that is. Man, I wish I had 2 Corinthians 4. If you could pull, pull it, it up, up and be real quick. Yeah, because Here 2, 2 Corinthians 4 talks to you. Yeah, it's a good <laughs> thing you have your phone. Um, it helps us with this whole concept because uh, it's so easy to become enslaved to the appetites and make agreements all day long because it feels natural. Yep. That's the whole point yep. here. So.
1: so here you go. The 2 Corinthians 4, four it says, whose minds the God of this age has blinded, mm. who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them.
0: Yeah, that's the enemy. He he walks in this realm of wanting to blind us. He wants to yeah. keep us from realizing what we are in. Exactly. Right. Number four, when a person comes to Christ... He receives a new identity. Yep. Okay, so when you become a Jesus follower, you're not just adding religion to your life. Mm-hmm. You're not just adding a list of to-dos. Exactly. This, that moment of recognizing I have sinned, that moment of saying I'm going to turn from my sin, that moment of receiving by faith God's forgiveness and love it does something to you. It changes you. You actually become a new creation. This is what 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. You don't just become uh, a new religious person. You became something brand new. You have a yep. new identity. It goes on He says, "'Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new.'" You yeah. get a new identity. You're, you are a different person inside. Second Peter 1, 4 says that we have been given exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature. Yeah, so
1: good.
0: You and I receive by faith the very nature of God. God yeah. comes to live in us. His spirit takes over Mm -hmm. and transforms and makes a new me inside. Mm -hmm. And it says, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust, I become a new person. A new identity of me exists. And with this new identity comes a new set of desires. Mm -hmm. So talking about what you identify with and who you are, this is what we do as believers in Jesus Christ. Now... I recognize I have been forgiven. I've been forgiven Mm -hmm. of my sin. This is now my new identity, forgiven. As a result, I have a desire, though I'm not perfect at it, of forgiving other people. I am now, I have a new identity as loved. This is me. Out of my identity, I have a new desire to love others. I have a desire to reconcile because God has reconciled me to him. Yep. Now, your desire comes out of your new identity. Mm-hmm. It's what came out of your old identity, too. Yeah. But this new identity has <clears throat> a completely different set of desires. It wants to seek God. It wants to humble itself. It wants to serve others. It wants to worship. It wants to be with other believers. It wants to be part of the church. It wants to prioritize its life around Jesus. And it wants to live righteously because it's been given a new identity as righteous.
1: And also with the new <clears throat> identity, you've been given a new set of agreements to wash yourself <clears throat> with, you know? As the old Good. creation, <clears throat> you have a list of agreements that you're saying, I am this because I was born this way and yep. I am yep. this because that person <clears throat> told me I am or I am this because this person did this to me. Yep. But now we get to say, because we have been forgiven, now I will forgive. Yes. And we get to wash <clears throat> ourselves with, I've been made clean, I've been made whole, I've yep. been made pure. And now because of those agreements that I've made, yep. my appetite for him grows more and my desire to live him out grows yep. more because I'm feeding now this appetite. I'm feeding yeah. now
0: this urge for Christ. Yeah, I don't have to wear the label anymore or agree with the message, I'm just broken. Exactly. I'm a broken person. No, in Jesus Christ, you have been made whole. Mm-hmm. This is different. This is a new identity. You don't have to say, well, I I'm just—I'm just a person filled with turmoil. I'm mm-hmm. just a, a tumultuous person, always. Yeah. No, your new identity is that in Jesus Christ you have peace with God. There is a finalized, settled peace. Uh, you say, "Well, I, I'm just—I'm just worthless. I just don't—I can't do anything right. I'm just—I'm just worthless." No, in Jesus Christ you have infinite worth because Jesus gave His life for you. Mm-hmm. He resurrected for you. He has a place in heaven for you. You have worth. So yes, that's great. We'll make this new agreement with our new identity. Exactly, yeah. And I walk in that. Mm -hmm. Now, number five related to this is that the Bible honestly recognizes this tension then that happens. Mm -hmm. Because now I have my new identity, which is me. Mm -hmm. This is actually me. But then there's an old way I used to live. Mm-hmm. I don't have two identities. I so was just in about me. to say. Yep. I don't have two spirits. This is within not two me. spirit.
1: This is now you have been made one with
0: the spirit, right? Yes. With Christ. I am one. I am new in Christ. Mm-hmm. I have a new set of desires. I have a new identity. I have an old way I walked. And I walked in it for so long that some of those ways are actually natural yep, to exactly. me. They feel natural because I did it for so long. Yep. And the longer you live without coming to Christ, more entrenched those old patterns yep. can be.
1: Here you go. Here's a classic acronym, I think is the word, whatever you, yeah. the words. Mm. For flesh, I heard this one time, mm. it's following long established sinful habits. That's true. The flesh. It is true. And it's that idea that I've been made new, but I still have the flesh. <laughs> these habits that I've developed that are mm-hmm. just sinful patterns. And yep. that now in Christ, we make new agreements and we break those old patterns and we live a new way, right? Exactly. And there is that war though, the yeah. internal war of that.
0: There is. And the Bible's honest about that. In Galatians 5, 16, 17, it says, I say then walk in the spirit. In other words, walk in your new identity mm-hmm. and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And the Bible can't be more honest right there. There's this... It's a recognition that there is an old lust, an old pattern, the way we used to live. It, it's there, it longs, it, it's an appetite, it's an urge, it has attractions to it. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to lean into that. You don't have to identify with it. Instead, identify with who you are in Jesus Christ oh, and you'll actually not give in to those. Yeah. You can choose to yep. not be who you were. yep. Okay. Because he's changed you. Yes. And it goes on. He says, for the flesh lost against the spirit. There's a tension there. <clears throat>
1: mm-hmm.
0: And the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another. There's a tension there. And it's real for every believer. But I don't listen to what I used to be. Mm-mm. I don't listen to the old voices because that way led to destruction. Yes. And so I choose now to listen to who my new identity is. And that new identity tells me you should forgive them. Mm -hmm. The new identity says sacrifice for them. The new identity says serve one another. The new identity says um, God is working all things together on my behalf. This is my new identity. The new identity says I'm being conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. The new identity says I've been accepted by Jesus Christ, though the world and everybody I tried to pursue uh, looked and look to for acceptance, though they deny that of me, I am accepted in Jesus Christ. Yep. My do, new identity says I am redeemed. My past mm-hmm. has been forgiven and there is a hopeful future for me. My new identity says I may have been um, spoken abusively to in the past but my new identity Mm -hmm. tells me I have been spoken lovingly to by my father and he loves me. So I have a new identity. I am not what I was before. Mm -hmm. Now, Mm -hmm. number six, as Jesus followers, we lean into our new identity and all of its urges and appetites and attractions. Yeah, I lean into all of those. exactly, And the Bible's clear that we gain those in Christ. Though you may have seen God before as distant and angry and condemning, judgmental, harsh. You may have seen him in all those ways. That was what you identified with as a person before you came to Christ. The Bible says that here's an experience that happens to us. In Romans 8, 13, it says, Uh, because you're now in Christ, you did not receive a spirit of bondage again to fear. You don't have your old identity that made you fear God. Instead, you've received the spirit of adoption by now whom you cry out, Abba, Father, or Mm -hmm. Daddy. Mm -hmm. So now you gain a new identity. You're a child of your heavenly Father. And that changes everything. Now, you don't run from Him. You're not terrified of Him. That's what your urge was before, but now in Christ, loved, accepted, redeemed. You have a new desire that causes you to run to him and call him dad. So mm-hmm. this is a new identity. And we lean into that. We yep. identify with that. I don't look for validation in my pain and my struggles, and my defeat. I don't look for other people to come pat me on the back. I don't have to gather with other people who have failed like me so that we can all feel badly or good together about mm-hmm. that. I gather with the confidence of knowing I've been redeemed in Jesus Christ. I lean into that and I look for others who live that same kind mm-hmm. of faith out. So this is where I find healing in Christ and out of that, a whole new set of urges emerge. Mm-hmm. I have a new way of desiring to live. This is what happens to us in Christ, which which brings us now to number 7. And and here's what happens also to us in Christ. As a Jesus follower, I make the intentional choice now to not act on my mm-hmm. fleshly urges, appetites, mm-hmm. attractions. Yes. And again, I just to
1: restate it, yeah. this is not mm-hmm. just talking about the way far out lost person. This is not just talking about the person that's living the most heinous anti Christian lifestyle, mm-hmm. but this is very <clears throat> much towards the Christian person who is you're sitting next to in church and you are, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And this is <clears throat> intentionally choosing to not act on the I have a desire, I'm acting on it. Yep. I have a desire, I'm acting on it. But right. I'm gonna stop, I'm gonna wait. If it's not, you know, a good, holy habit desire, yep, right? Yep.
0: I'm gonna know how to say no to my wants. Right, and it applies whether we're talking about someone in a same-sex attraction.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you,
0: you you don't act on that because you know that's contrary to God's ways. Exactly. That's not part of your new identity. Uh, this is whether if you have an attraction to want to steal something from someone, as strong as that urge might be. And as justified as it might be in your brain. Yeah, or or to be jealous or to be vindictive, Mm -hmm. you know, to to make someone else pay for what they did. Yep. even if that's the urge that you have inside, if that's mm-hmm. the attraction you have, if that's the if it's your appetite mm-hmm. for alcohol, if it's your appetite mm-hmm. for a substance, if you're if it's your appetite for food. Yes, exactly. If it's your appetite for screen time, if it's your appetite to have to be liked by everyone, yeah. whatever it is, you make the intentional choice to not act on that. Yes. You choose to put your flesh in the backseat. Yes. <laughs> it gets the it doesn't get to drive anymore. Exactly. In fact, the New Testament has harsher words for this process. In Romans 6:12, it says, therefore do not let sin reign in your mortal body that you should obey it in its lust. Get mm-hmm. it off the throne. Exactly. Get your belly off the throne. Yeah. Get your urges and appetites off the throne, whatever yeah. they are.
1: Another good saying, just real quick on that, I, mm. I have it actually in my office. It says, mm. be killing sin or sin will be killing you. That's true. It's this idea that it's, I have to intentionally, I'm going up against what my natural flesh urge desire is yep. because it's not going to reign in my mortal body.
0: Yep. It's not going to have the throne here. Yep. And again, that applies across the board. If it's, mm-hmm. Even if we're talking about, well, I just like to say what's on my mind. Yeah. Well, learn some discernment. <laughs> exactly. And some discipline. You yeah, know, exactly. You're, you're committing the same sin in, a, in effect uh-huh. of letting your belly reign. Well, I yes. just have this impulse to say it. Well, get a hold of that impulse. Exactly. You know, don't let that reign in your mortal body. Exactly. Galatians five twenty four. Those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. So Whatever good. they are. Yep. Whether again, it's same sex attraction, food attraction, mm-hmm. drug attraction, screen yep. time attraction, uh, run my yeah. mouth attraction, yeah. gossip, seek vengeance. Yeah. Seek, you know, to act on my anger, yeah.
1: whatever it is. No one gets an out.
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> we're, we're all called to put to death those things. Yes, exactly. Crucified the flesh. That yep. Jesus came to free you from all that. Exactly. Um, Romans 13 14, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for its flesh or for the flesh to fulfill its lusts. Don't let it do its thing. And if that means. You probably should lock your phone away at night from Mm -hmm. 10 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. Do that. Do it. If it means don't buy chips at the store, don't buy chips at the store. If it means don't watch certain movies, don't watch certain movies. If it means get out and go serve someone, get out and go serve someone. Don't let the flesh have its way. And then 1 Corinthians 9, 27, Paul understood this well. Mm -hmm. Paul, the man who was a leader in the New Testament. Paul, the disciplined guy. Here's what he says. I... Discipline my body and bring it into subjection. So good, so that I won't yeah. be in that position. Yeah, and this is talking across the board attractions, appetites, urges, mm-hmm. whatever they are. As Jesus' follower, I intentionally put them yeah. behind. I don't yeah. let them rule. Yeah. So, again, I've talked to people who have had struggles and attractions. Yeah, even same-sex attractions. Mm-hmm. But they recognize it and they recognize it as this is not my identity. Yeah. It's an it's an attraction. Mm. It's an mm-hmm. urge, a temptation, mm-hmm. but it's not who I am. And therefore exactly. they choose not to act on that. Good. And I I you know, I applaud them <laughs> yeah. for that. Because exactly. you'd want that for every believer, no matter what the attraction is. Someone says, I, I have an attraction to alcohol. Okay. Well, <laughs> then take the steps. To, to remind yourself, that's not who you are. Exactly. Uh, well, I have an attraction to wanting the approval of the crowd. Well, take the steps to not letting that reign in your life. Well, yes. I have an, a, I have an association, affiliation, and attraction to fear and anxiety. I, I get it. Mm-hmm. I understand. Uh, I have an attraction and affiliation with guilt and shame in my mm-hmm. life. And I just wear that like a garment. I get it. Mm-hmm. But just because you feel it doesn't mean that's who you are know your identity in Christ and lean into that. Mm -hmm. Go with that. So good. Because the more, this is our last point today, the more you'll lean into and toward your new identity, the Mm -hmm. more you will find new desires, attractions, and appetites awakening.
1: Yes, and those will, they just grow and grow and grow, the more you lean into it. The yes. voice gets louder. Yes. It becomes more evident that this is the way I am to go. Yes. It's no longer the flesh, the long established sinful habits, yeah. but it's mm-hmm.
0: it's the spirit
1: who's yeah. leading me.
0: And you'll find the others diminishing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the New Testament talks about this as well. Romans 8, 5 for those who live according to the flesh, in other words, you you just keep agreeing with and going with whatever urge, appetite, attraction you have. They'll set their minds on the things of the flesh. They'll start thinking, "How can I get that? How can I really have more?" You'll you'll you're, that's what your thoughts will be. But those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit, they will start seeing their desires and urges change. They'll have new desires the more they lean into their new identity. I am I've been made one with God through the Spirit of God through the Christ. Galatians six eight. He who sows to the flesh, mm-hmm. or his flesh will of the flesh reap correct, corruption. But he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. The more you lean into your identity, know who you are in Christ, and stand in that. Memorize those passages of Scripture. Meditate yep. on them. A beer on other people who will uh, who will affirm that in you. Yeah. Make identity statements about who you are. Yep. Tell yourself the truth about who you are. You'll find yourself awakening a whole new set of appetites. Yes. Um, yes. You know, at this point in my life, I, I've been working on changing some dietary things. Mm-hmm. And five years ago... I remember Heather making some Brussels sprouts at the house and me saying, that smells the worst. Yeah. What are we doing with Brussels sprouts in the house? I even made, I've said something like that in my messages, how much uh-huh. I hated Brussels sprouts. Yep. Well, I've, I've tried to make some dietary changes and it's been tough. I've tried to lean into who I, my identity. Mm-hmm. That's a whole other conversation about yeah. blood type diet and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But as I've done that, the strangest thing has happened. Yeah my appetite has changed. I've all of a sudden found myself desiring food I thought I would never eat before. Yeah. Guess what I had this past week? Brussels sprouts. <laughs> and I liked them. It's yeah. the craziest thing. Yeah. And, and and here's even weirder for me. For me, I'm, I'm the guy that was brisket, steaks, hamburgers, yeah. french fries, all that stuff. Yeah. And, a, and a cold can of Coke, you know, all, yeah. that, all that stuff. That was me. So last week I asked Heather, "Would you please make me a bowl of Brussels sprouts and tofu?" And I liked it. It's the craziest thing. I, yeah. Like, okay, something weird has happened here. That's why Heather yeah. she just just snarled her lip at me the most <laughs> of the time. She's like, "Tofu, really?" So but it's the thing when you lean into your yeah. identity, your appetite starts to change exactly, you, yeah, physically, but also spiritually. Yeah, you start having a new set of desires. You're like all of a sudden feel compassion for that guy. And I used yeah. to really not like him. Yeah. I yeah. It's so you know, I really despise that guy, but all of a sudden I want to forgive him and I want to reconcile with him. Yep. All that stuff starts happening as you lean into your identity in Christ. For sure. Lean into your identity and you'll find a new set of urges and appetites. Yeah. Awaken.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's totally just like the example of working out. Like if you're going to go to a gym, like you don't just go to a gym and walk around and then leave and be like, I worked out today. I look stronger. <laughs> you don't. No. But you use your spiritual muscles in this. And whenever yeah. you are activating your spiritual muscles, even though they may be small, they may, yep. it may be the tiny step yep. of that feeling compassion and being yep. like, wow. <clears throat> Think I need to pray for that person. Yeah. I don't know what exactly to pray for, but I'm I'm going to start praying for them yep. in these areas. Yep. And as you begin taking some steps in that, that muscle gets stronger, exactly. it gets bigger, it gets, you know, all of these things so that you're working it out and like this is saying, you know, you yeah. the more you lean into the mm call of the Spirit, the more that grows, that desire grows, and the more that your
0: your faith grows, and the mm-hmm. more that your ability to do that stuff grows. Mm-hmm. This is the story of Scripture. It's just person after person who walked in this. So yeah. we'll just mention a few. So Moses was a man who identified as a man filled with guilt and fear because of something he did. He mm-hmm. killed a man. Mm-hmm. and he, he went off into the desert and lived in his guilt and his fear. God spoke to him, God met him there, and God called him to something great. And he stopped identifying as a fearful man. Mm. He started identifying as one called by God. He became a great leader. Sarah, in the Old Testament, identified as someone who was barren and incapable Mm -hmm. and aged. God spoke to her, God called her, and she began to identify with who he said she was. And as a result, she gave birth yeah. when it was thought she could not. The woman at the well stopped identifying as a woman with multiple lovers and became a follower and a worshiper of Jesus. Yeah, Peter, he actually identified by a different name. He was born with the name Simon, and he lived up to that he was uncertain unstable he was loud he was opinionated he was unfaithful he was wishy-washy but jesus gave him a new identity so i'm going to call you peter and you're going to be like a rock and i'm going to build my church based on the confession that you've made peter about who i am and peter became a leader and jesus did build churches through him but because he identified with who Jesus said he yeah, was. Exactly. He didn't lean into his old self. Mm-hmm. He didn't pick up a label and, and just exist in who he was before. The apostle Paul, he got a new identity as well. He was Saul of Tarsus. He became Paul, a servant of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And the more he leaned into his identity, who he was in Jesus, the more God used him to oh. change nations. So we go back to the question, can God or does God change our appetites, urges, and attractions? I think we can confidently say yes. Mm-hmm. For the one who will come to him by exactly. faith and will follow him, mm-hmm. he will change your appetites. Yes. He will change your urges Amen. and he will change your attractions. Yes, He doesn't meet you to leave you where you are. He meets you to free you where you are. Now, I want to be clear that uh, we've discussed this in about an hour conversation here, mm-hmm. but these issues in any one individual's life are much bigger than an hour conversation. So, I would encourage you to seek out counsel, seek yep. out um, someone who will pray with you, someone mm-hmm. who will search the scriptures with you, someone who will go down the road with you in this journey. Um, it's it takes time, it takes faith. It takes belief. It takes confidence. It takes faith to walk out this life. But it's where yeah. the joy is. It's where, the, yeah. it's where you find real meaning. It's where you find freedom. Not just in changing the habit. That's no. not the point. No. The point is not just losing weight, stopping alcohol, yeah, exactly. and not being in that relationship. The, no. the point is understanding the life God has for you and mm-hmm. walking in that identity. Mm-hmm. When you do that, yes. then you'll see everything else change. That's the yes. sad reality for most recovery ministries is they mm-hmm. deal with the substance at the end yeah. of the line rather than the identity, identity. at yep. the beginning. Yep. When, you, exactly. when you help a person see who they are in Christ, they can change and God will change even their attractions, urges, and appetites. Man, yes. what a powerful, so good. relevant, important message so for our day. Yep. Um, I'd, we'd love to hear your thoughts, comments. Yep. Uh, please feel free to share uh, this uh, this message and come join us at Vertical Church O'Villa. God's doing great things here. We're walking in truth, we're lifting yep. him up, we're living him out, and we're seeing powerful things happen. We're seeing revival in our day and mm-hmm. our time. So mm-hmm. uh, blessings to you. Uh, Seek him, lift him up, and live him out.